Hi, I'm Natalia. I'm Gen Z. I'm Molly, a millennial. This is Arnisha. I'm Generation X. I'm Micah, the boomer. We are Dame Talk. Hi, this is Arnisha, and today we're going to talk about unemployment and being in transition. And we have a guest dame with us today who's representing Generation Z. We have Danny Bell. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Excited to be on these few episodes. Um, I am a student currently taking a gap year. I just graduated high school in 2019, and I'm currently working, and I will be traveling with Up With People from January through June um, 2020, and I will be attending Harvard as a part of the class of 2024. So. All right. Welcome, Dame Danny. Yes. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So let's go back and talk about unemployment and being in transition. No, no, let's not. (laughs) (laughs) I know it's all good. End of episode. (laughs) So just just let's talk about that. Like, how do you feel like when you're in between jobs or, you know, and Danny, what about before you got your first job? If we can talk about that, I'm, I'm guessing we all have the same feelings. Well, I guess it was interesting for me because when I graduated, I already had a job because I started it kind of before I graduated. So I never really had to have that feeling of not having a job, but I definitely know like a little bit about the process of getting it and needing to follow up and it didn't come right away. So there was that process of trying to get it while I was in high school. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's just so hard, you know, because there's just so many unknowns, you know, like you like to be positive, but then, you know, I don't know, is it going to happen in three weeks three months six months six months months. (laughs) because i mean the reality is the more senior you are or the older you are and oftentimes they go together it takes longer to get that right job and then sometimes you have to decide uh, what's more important is it having the job or is it having the right job is it the money you know you have to prioritize and, and that's its own um, cycle of frustration, I think, um, making those priorities and determinations. And then also, we've talked about this, I think, probably in every episode, confidence, right? Mm-hmm. So during your transition phase, while you're looking for a job, talk about beating down oh, your confidence. Yeah. Like, you have to keep yourself up through Ooh. this entire process. Mm-hmm. Keep confident because it'll show through when you're interviewing and when you're networking with people. So I think um, the biggest thing for me is just keeping up my confidence that I can do this and that there is light at the other side. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's for me, it's all of those things. And then I lay a fear on top of that, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's the fear of how long is it going to take? What happens if the money runs out? You know, am I still going to be marketable as it drives, as it drags on? I mean, this is, I think I've mentioned, um, mentioned this before, but for the past nine to 10 years, I've been working for private equity on farms. So I end up working myself out of a job every two to three years. And typically it's taken me no longer than six months to get another job. This time it's a year and counting. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it's very, uh, it, it's tough. You know, like Micah said, you just, Keeping your confidence up, staying positive and saying that, you know, this is going to happen. It's just a matter of finding the right place. And also for me, I'm learning to be open to more things at this stage. Right. Just learning to be open to things that perhaps I would have only pursued this in the past. And I'm kind of like, okay, well, now I need to be open to, to more things. But the feeling is just difficult. It's like a roller coaster. You know, certain days you feel great. You're going to conquer the world. I'm going to get a job. And the next day it's like, oh, my God, is this ever going to end? You know, it's just such a crappy, crappy feeling. 
So yeah. what tools have you kind of figured out that help you through those highs and lows? Well, you know, honestly, it's a few different things. Um, one of them is really just connecting with other people. And Micah, you've been such a huge, huge help and blessing to me during this time because when when there's somebody else going through it with you, it makes it a little better. I mean, <laughs> I, mean I hate to say misery old. loves company. <laughs> I hate to say it, but it's true. <laughs> exactly. And we're not miserable. You know, there are days when I'm down and Michael cheer me up and hopefully I do the same. Hopefully right, I yeah. do the same for her, you know, but it, just connecting with others, you know, and just making sure that you have somebody that, that you can, you can tap into that. That's helped me a lot. Um, I know Mike is going to talk about networking soon. Networking helps a lot too. And even if a job doesn't come out of it, just knowing that you're expanding, you know, that I'm expanding my group of people that I can reach out to and ask for help. That, you know, to me, to me, that's, that's been great. Yeah. I, I meditate. I started meditating um, and finding like patience, you know, the, this whole guided meditation, which is what I like. And so I find a topic based on how I'm feeling, you know, so those meditations to give you mantras or give you words to speak. And that's how I try to start my day. Mm -hmm. um, and then that kind of helps ground me. And then I have to go back to, oh, remember patience, you know, remember, you know, mm -hmm. so um, that's something that I've started since I've been in transition. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I, th I think I've said this on prior episodes. I'm a, I'm a woman of faith. I'm a Christian. So I literally try to start every day in prayer because I just get the peace that I need. Although there are times like I might be praying at seven o'clock and at 10 o'clock, I'm like, Oh my gosh, when, <laughs> when's my job coming? Yeah, I know. I got, I got to go back. Got to go back, you know, to help. Help bring me the peace that you know the peace peace that that I need that truthfully you just can't get I can't get any other way so um it it that has helped that's helped me a lot like meditation has helped you prayer has helped me a lot through this and knowing that um for me that there's somebody in control and that this is ultimately going to work out the way mm -hmm. it should so right. if, if if when I hold on to that you know and just try to stay focused on that then that helps me through the really really tough times because there are times when it's Two in the morning, I'm up, I'm stressed, I can't sleep. The only thing I can do is hit my knees and pray to get some peace because otherwise I'm just a mess, you know. So. But I, I think when you say about being open, I think that's also a good thing because um, you might be able to, in the in your interim or in your transition period, cobble together a couple of jobs because if you're financially strapped, um, you know, I, I think it depends. You have people in transition that are financially okay, so they can take that time. And there are people who are, you know what, I need a job. I need income coming in because of whatever reason. And most of us need income coming in. So maybe you cobble together a couple of jobs or one job, or you take a job that you would normally take um, and money that you would, you know, less than money that you normally get, but at least will make you feel better that you have money coming in. You'll gain your confidence. You'll learn something. Like it'll give you something to talk about during your interviews too. Like, you know what, because of being in transition, I'm doing this and here's what I've learned. So mm -hmm. that all can, all is not lost, but you really have to be open and you also have to be willing to take help from people, you know, yeah. and, That's and 
Yeah. yeah. So That's sometimes people are prideful and you don't want people to know what you're going through. Mm. But if you let people know, listen, I'm in a desperate situation or, you know, people want to help. No one wants to see someone struggling. Yeah, so, but you've got to be vulnerable and let it be known. Yeah, yeah that's true. I think I've been, I've been lucky in that the times that I've been in transition or unemployed have been self-imposed. Mm. You know, I've been lucky that I've, I haven't been laid off. I haven't been okay. fired. You know, I haven't right. had those situations. So it's been a moment where, um, you know, I wanted to move to a new city. I didn't have a job lined up before doing that, but I had saved up money so that I had some cushion to, you know, get, and it's always at that moment. Actually, I've done it twice. I moved to Washington, D.C., and then I moved to New York City, both you know, fairly expensive cities <laughs> yes. to move to without jobs yeah. lined up. Um, but I, you know, but I had worked and I had had, had some of that savings. Um, and it has worked out perfectly where I have, you know, less than enough for rent left in my bank account when I get that new job. Oh, that's, wow. that's, that's good. Happened to work that's out pretty good. well both times. But like, uh, but yeah, just that it's just, oh man, it's just, it's so hard. It is. It's so hard. And I think, Mikey, you mentioned networking or Nisha, you mentioned just like, I don't know, finding whatever it is for you for it's prayer, mm -hmm. Mike, it's meditation, but like finding that thing that just like yeah, gives you that energy to like yeah, keep going. Right. Um, but yeah. Yes. Yeah. And journaling. A lot of people journal. Journal. Yeah. I think um, using this time for self-reflection and if you can be bold enough to say, maybe what I've been doing, I don't, I never liked anyway. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to take this opportunity to make a huge pivot or a small pivot, but just put yourself out there. I think Molly, maybe because you were just bold enough to just make the move and have that confidence to make the move. That's why it worked out for you. It's mm -hmm. almost like you never thought it wouldn't. So I think there's a lot to say for being positive and putting that in the yeah. universe and just being bold. Um, and then I think financially, you, you talked about a cushion and you mentioned that several times, like you had a cushion. Mm -hmm. So I think all of us, if you are listening to this, if you if you have a job, know that anything could happen tomorrow and yep. you might not have a job. That's right. So start your cushion. If you don't have one now, start it now. Yeah. People say you should have, I think, six months worth of living expenses. Ooh. I know, yeah, no, especially they if you live in New at York, least, it's hard, least, right? Yeah, but, at least. But even if you just had a couple of months of living expenses, yeah. you'd feel so much better. And if you start now, you will build it up. Yeah. yeah. Um, just a little bit. Like every yeah. Time. Right. I, That's I, right. Yeah. That's great advice. Yeah. I really and I think being advice. lucky enough to be able to do that. You know, not everyone yeah. right. can. Yeah. That's right. Uh, yeah. That's right. But, you know, it also to do that goes back to something else you said, being open to trying something different and new. Yeah. Right. Like I'm a type A personality, so it's very hard for me not to be productive. So the side hustle thing that we all know we'll be talking more about. I've started driving Uber and I have never been good at small talk. I can sit down with people I know and have long conversations mm -hmm. about numerous Everything, topics. Yeah. But the minute it's a stranger. And I have to talk to a stranger, I completely clam up. And what Uber has helped me with is how to have small talk. Wow. See? You oh, know, it really, really has. It's helped me how to have small talk. Because 
think about it. There are people who get in, a, they're going to get in my car and they might only be in there 10 or 15 minutes. And you, within the first two or three minutes, you could pretty much gauge if somebody wants to talk or not. Right. And somebody that wants to talk, they don't want to talk. They're not trying to solve the problems of the, <laughs> of the world. Right, right. right. They're looking for light conversation, yeah. you know, so I've gotten a lot better at that. So I, I'm, I'm really, right. I'm really grateful. I'm really grateful for that. And also I've also, I'm, I've never been someone that's thought about even doing something at night, but during this transition, it's like, well, maybe I could do something at night for a few hours. And then I, that way it still frees up my days to interview mm -hmm. as opportunities, you know, as opportunities come. So I'm, I'm looking for that too, but hopefully I'll land something before I have to get to that. But again, you get to a point where you just want to be, you know, want to be more, more open to things. Yeah. It's been also critical for me to just stay busy. Right. Mm -hmm. Just stay busy. Yeah. The more you aren't busy, the more you think about the fact that I don't have a job. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a job. I I, on that. <laughs> right. Exactly. I have a friend. She and I were trying to talk and we kept playing telephone text. She said, we are the most busy unemployed people <laughs> because we just could not find time yeah. to connect, you know, but it's important because to your point, Danny, you do. If you, if I'm not thinking about the fact that I'm unemployed, then it can't make me feel down. Right. If I just right. keep going, keep going, keep going. Ignorance is bliss. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> At least distraction is bliss. Yeah. It helps. It really, really does help a lot. I know one thing I know, Micah, is well, you do it whether you're working or not, is exercise. Like just yes. taking better care yeah. of yourself. And yeah. Yeah. You so do you that pull. regardless. Yeah. Because that's what I, I start my day working out. That way I know I'll get one productive thing in. Mm -hmm. If I don't do anything else that day, I've gotten in a workout. And um, it just makes me feel like I'm keeping my body in shape regardless. And um, I, I would recommend, even if you don't go to a gym, you can do stuff at home. There's so many videos. I mean, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. on YouTube or exercise channels. So it's really no excuse not to. Um, you don't have to do it every day. But just to get into a routine, even if it's a couple of days a week, then you feel like you're especially if you didn't use to exercise, mm -hmm. then all of a sudden you're like, okay, I use this time to do something that I don't normally do. And hopefully you'll continue to do it even once you get the job. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I'm, I'm sitting here shaking my head agreeing with Micah, ooh. but uh, I am definitely in the camp of not working mm -hmm. out. So mm -hmm. No excuses. As Micah just said, I can't get on it. Yeah. <laughs> I can give you a real quick, easy routine. <laughs> and Micah works hard at that gym. Oh, oh man. I've work up to the push-ups. Yeah, she works hard. I'm going to the gym with her a couple times, and I'm looking at her like, oh, my gosh. You know, she's that person you look at, and you're like, how can she do that? How can she run fast for two minutes and just do push-ups? Oh, forget it, you know? But. I do it every day. <laughs> and it shows. I've been to the gym with um, Auntie Mike a few times with her, and then sometimes my mom will come along too. And it's a lot of fun. It's really hard though. So, yeah. <laughs> it is, right? Yeah. And we haven't seen you in a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got to work your way back up to it, right? Yeah. I've gotten into biking though. It's really fun, like biking up and down hills. Yeah. Like, oh, that's doing good. The same hill over and over. My neighbor is pretty hilly, so it's good. And mm -hmm. I used to run a lot, but I had runners knee a little bit, um, like okay. even when I did cross country, and I would be able to push through or just like get new shoes or make sure not to go from like a hard surface to a grass mm. surface without being mindful of my stride and things uh, like that. But okay. basically, biking, you don't have to worry about any of that. And it's fun because like you're moving fast, and yep. sometimes I feel like I don't even need music, but even when I'm by myself, because right. it's oh, there's right. like a lot more like visual stimulation too mm -hmm. when you're biking. So my okay. cousin and I were talking about this because he ran track in college, and he's like, and I do 
biking now too because I also had knee issues so there could be a cool transition sport too yeah yeah I agree I love biking I started doing city bike here in New York oh so that that's my workout I should okay say. occasionally nice. I like to you know bike bike around but I heard recently and I don't know if you would agree with this Danny but somebody said recently that like biking is the closest thing we can get to flying humans can get to flying really so if you think it about like, like riding wow. down down a hill and just the breeze the coming yeah. in your face, just that feeling, uh, and I'm yeah. like, oh, I totally get that. Yeah, yeah. Me it's too. like so a rush. Yeah. Me too. So me too. When you're in transition, start biking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or at least something new. Like, right? right? Yeah, right, right. Try to take care of yourself, yeah. and you know, if you try whether it's something new like working out for you, Molly, or, <laughs> or, or whatever it is, driving Uber for me. You know, just try something new. You know, it's a great time for hobbies that you thought about for a long time and never had the time to do. Now you have some time, right? So try, maybe think about trying something that you haven't done before. And one of the episodes which we talked about volunteering. I think this is a perfect opportunity Absolutely. to think about other people because I think to your point where you said if you're busy, you don't think about your situation. Well, if you're helping others, yeah. and it's not, and I don't believe in that. Well, there's always worse people, worse off than me. So then it makes you feel better about yourself. No. That's not what this should be about. Mm -hmm. Volunteering should be about something that you feel passionate about and you want to make a difference. So you find an organization that helps you do that, mm -hmm. and then you're out of your own head and you're helping others. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and then you might get so involved that you become part of the board and it just becomes an outlet for you even once you're working that you don't want to give up. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, and there are a couple of great um, organizations. One I think is called Catch a Fire and there's another that's Taproot. Um, mm. And you can do Taproot. professional volunteering as well. So like small organizations or sometimes not even so small, but organizations can go on and request that they're looking for help doing wow. uh, a marketing strategy or they just need somebody to make a PowerPoint presentation or help write an annual report. Yeah. Um, and so finding some of those things too, I think are, you know, especially if, you know, it's a moment of transition or unemployment that you can still be kind of building your portfolio of work and also giving back. That's true. Yeah, that's, I think great. that's great. Yeah. And there's also AmeriCorps. Oh, uh -huh. Where I think they pay people. Yeah. They don't pay them a lot, but they pay them a stipend to do volunteering in certain um, areas. Like, I guess Teach for America is part of it. Mm -hmm. Food Corps. Like, but they have that you can either go to another city and they'll help you with that. Or you can do it in your own city if they happen to have a, a location there. But if you want a little bit of a stipend, you know, especially for someone who really needs that income, that might be a good option. Like a happy combination of a little money and volunteering. That's a great idea. And you, you talked about a stipend. You talked about needing money. And before, Micah, you said something about starting to save. And let's talk about the money part of it. You know, mm -hmm. I think that's a big part of being in, in transition. And we have to go back to the fact that you got to kind of let pride go when you don't, when you don't yeah. have a job, right? So it's one thing that you're used to living at a certain level and you have a certain amount of disposable income. But when you lose your job and all things come to a halt besides unemployment, right? You have to rethink how you spend your money. You have to rethink how much you're paying certain bills and don't be too proud to call and set up a payment plan yeah. wherever you can, yeah. right? Yeah. Don't be too proud to call and say, look, this is a, a tough time for me. And can we do, how can I cut this expense back? Or you know, call your cable company. What can I cut back on? Or just different things because it's better in your pocket at this time, you know, yeah, than it is in, 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 mm -hmm. in someone else's. So just set up payment plans wherever you can. Eliminate any of your nice-to-have expenses, mm -hmm. you know, like things that you might splurge on. Dial it back a little bit because especially if you don't know where your next job is coming from or when it's coming, 
it just, you know, just helps what you have last, you know, last a, a little bit longer. And one other thing I wanted to mention is get the benefits that are due to you. You know, when we work really, really hard, you're when you look at your pay stub, or even if you get it electronically, you see how much money goes out towards different things like to go, that we're contributing to. Yeah. When you're working, you're contributing to things. So when you're unemployed and you don't have a job, talk to that person that's sitting in there with benefits. You know, you might be able to get free benefits while you're unemployed or at least at a very discounted price. Don't be too proud. I mean, yeah. I can speak for myself. I was initially and I spent so much money on crappy private insurance for like six months. And then it just got to a point where it was just too expensive. Then the unemployment runs out and it's like, okay, what do we do now? And three of us, we need insurance. So I went and I sat down with the guy in, um, in the unemployment office. And he was extremely, extremely helpful and got us on Fidelis Care. And it is, I joke about it. I say it is the best insurance I've ever had. I have all of my old doctors pretty much. I have no copay and I have no deductible because of like that won't last obviously when I when I get a job. Which but that's where I am right yeah. now. And it's been extremely helpful because I, I think I mentioned on a prior episode that I had a, a bout with something a few years ago and I had medical expenses from that that I was still paying on. So to then have those on top of uh, you know, paying for private insurance. It was just, you know, it's it's a lot. So don't feel proud. I was being proud. And I think back on it, I should have said something a lot earlier and I wouldn't have wasted thousands of dollars on insurance. That wasn't good, you know? So just, just be, you know, be careful and manage, manage your money during this time because you don't know how long it's going to take. You're saying you forgot something, Molly? Oh yeah. So I was just saying, um, um, one thing that has helped me or helped me during one of my transitions and I have encouraged other friends to do it is to look into temp agencies. Um, I always wanted to work. I worked always in nonprofits and I think for a while I, I thought that temp agencies were not really doing nonprofit placements. Oh. Um, and so then I realized that they do <laughs> because <laughs> they nonprofits just right. like they, anyone else are businesses and place they, everywhere. Right. Yeah. Mm. So, um, so I was able to get like kind of a, a holdover position when I moved to New York that still wasn't covering rent, but you know, at least was better than zero um, right. while I was waiting for full, for full time. Um, and then uh, kind of on the flip side of being senior, more senior and looking for a new role. Um, I remember being so frustrating when I was looking for my first full-time position out of college and it was entry level but they want you to have three years of experience or entry level, but you needed to have had, you know, four internships and two years of experience. Right. Or, and it just made me so mad. I was like, well, I, entry level. For me, it was such a frustrating process. I always remember of, of going through that and being asked in interviews of like what experience I had. To that point, I was like, well, I don't know, I went to college. Like, I did all the right things. That's I didn't right. know that I also was supposed to, like, be doing internships every summer. And I know. Yeah. You know, I know. Yeah. It's like, this is still not enough. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. But I also feel like um, if you are in transition just one time, you learn to pace yourself, like with mm. your purchase habits, meaning like, I would love the new iPhone right now, you know, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. but I'm not going to get it until I get a new job. Even then my husband's like, you don't even need it then. And so I still have the six plus, but 
um, or, or, you know, my computer, I'm like, I see the spinning wheel. I'm like, oh my God, please don't break down. So I'm like holding off on a lot of things right. because I'm confident I'm going to get something. But in the past, I know it could take longer than I expect. So yeah. I will feel much better if I hold off on any major purchases until I have something. And yeah. then, you know, um, I won't go crazy because you still never know. Right. But that's one of the things I'm, you know, learning from that this mm-hmm. process. Something I didn't really talk about earlier was that I guess the gap year thing, like saving money. So I guess all throughout high school, my parents paid for stuff. I got allowance. And the whole mentality was like, don't worry about a job. Like you're doing all these extracurriculars in school and studies and classes. So that's not your responsibility right now. So then I got a job because I was like, that would be like helpful to have a job, like maybe in like May of this year. And then I went to Costa Rica for like the first three weeks of my gap year. And I was just like, I had saved up all this money from like working over the summer. And I was like, okay, great. So now I have this amount of money to spend. So I was like, Getting, I got, like, a bunch of paintings from this, like, gift shop, and I, like, probably spent way too much on it, and my friend's, <laughs> like, the next door we went into, she's, like, don't look at the paintings, like, that was too much, and, no, well, she, I told her it was, so then she was, like, helping me out, like, she wasn't telling me, like, I just told her, I was, like, don't let me do that again, and then I got back, and it's, like, okay, so my next trip, it's gonna cost a lot more, and I didn't really think about that before, so now I'm learning how to manage my money, yeah. and now I'm, like, a much more responsible spender, and I'm learning to, like, kind of look ahead, and, like, um, you said like with the cushion, it's like helpful. It's like why not save money because you just don't know what's gonna happen later on. Mm-hmm. Um, and my parents are like, gonna pay for college and stuff like that. I already got a scholarship, and things like that. But for this trip, it's really my responsibility to raise the the bulk uh... of the money. So I had to like network a little bit, and like I'm working for like a family friend, and like I basically had to like walk around and like. Actually, was in her neighborhood, and I wanted to just go say hi. And she's like, "Oh, like you can do this job for me." So I actually wasn't looking for a job, but it kind of like came up. And that was, like, helpful. So, like, definitely, like, utilize those resources mm-hmm. and, like, That's stay fine. connected with people for, like, social reasons and just, like, opportunities can pop up, too. Yes, right. Yeah. Um, the last thing I wanted to just bring up is just really be good to yourself, you know? Just, I know it's hard. It's definitely stressful. I, sh- I say give yourself a weekly treat, whatever it is. You know, if that's a $7 manicure get your manicure. You know, I mentioned earlier, cut back on nice to has, but allow yourself at least one a week because you do, you're struggling daily with trying to stay confident, stay, you know, continue to feel good about yourself. You need to treat yourself in this time as well. You know, so if it's a, you love Starbucks and you love your venti, whatever that costs like $10, (laughs) allow yourself that drink once a week, you know, because you need, you got to pour into yourself to continue to make yourself, you know, make yourself feel good. And also when you think about it, we tend to work when you, when you look back on our careers, right? We work for 40, at least 40 years. We start working in our mid twenties. We start, we, you know, our early twenties, we end up, we stop mid sixties. Some of us go into our seventies. Yeah. That's 40 or 50 years that we're working. Ugh. So that one to two <laughs> years that, you know, just over over right, the course yeah. of 40 or 50 years, when we're in the throes of it, it's like, oh my gosh, this is unbearable. But when we take a step back and look when we are older and we go, I've been working for 40 or 50 years and you've only been unemployed for a total of two or three years in the whole scheme of things, it's a blip. Right. You know, and I think that's the thing that we have to also remind ourselves during this time frame. Like, I know this is a tough time now, but I am going to get another job. I, I just right, am. Right. right. When, I am, yeah. I'm, yeah. when it's all I know I'm going to get another job. And once I get another job and I look back, it's I will have spent the majority of my life working. So it's OK. It's tough, but it, it's OK to go through a season where 
you're not where you're not working. And I hope I think I believe it helps us grow in other areas. Well, so. we've already spent most of our lives working already. That's right. That's exactly so, right. And I, my friend always teases because she says, whenever, if you're in transition, look at it as one year of your retirement. You take it a little bit early and then <laughs> take it, you know, then add it on the back end. You That's know? good. So, That's okay, good. Okay. That's a good way to look at it. Well, I can say for my millennial cohort of friends that I have, um, we all frequently joke that none of us are going to get to retire. So, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, yeah, trust me. Yeah. A lot of Generation Xers joke about that too. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, what? And I mean, we probably need to do an episode on this because retirement doesn't mean the same thing that it used that's to. That's true. That's right. Very there true. is no like, here's your watch, here's your lifetime insurance, <laughs> right. health insurance, yeah. right. here's your pension. Go off and conquer. That's oh, right. You're like, Put your feet up. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Go enjoy your life. That doesn't exist doesn't. anymore for really most people. Doesn't. You know, so I think we probably need to do an episode. On yeah, that. that's a good one. That's a good one. All right, Dame. So we talked about a few things. Hopefully we've helped, you know, our listeners. Just If anybody's dealing with some unemployment or, or right now or just being in transition, hopefully we gave you a few things to just think about during this time. You know, continue to connect with other people. Uh, stay busy. Learn something new. Maybe learn how to ride a bike. Volunteer. <laughs> yeah. Volunteer. You know, manage your money and be good to yourself. Yeah. Right. Just, yeah. just be good to yourself. I like that the best. Yeah. Be yeah. good to yourself. All right. Well, thank you. This was great talking to you, dames, as always, and hopefully we, we share some good thoughts with our listeners. If you have any questions, email us at dametalk4 at gmail.com. That's dametalk and the number four at gmail. To learn more about us and these topics, check out our website at dametalkpodcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks for listening. This is Dane Talk. We don't know everything, but we know enough.